Hello and welcome to the Marketing Agility Podcast. I'm Frank Days, your host today. This podcast is a place where marketers can discuss, debate, and learn about the ways to adapt agile principles to meet the needs of an increasingly social and real-time marketing world. Before we meet today's guest, I'd like to introduce my co-host for the podcast, John Cass. How are things going today? Hi, Frank. How are you doing today? Not too bad. It's been two weeks since our last podcast, so I know we were both anxious to get going and uh, get things moving again. That's right. We need to keep the momentum going. Well, it's it's funny. You know, today's guest, another Twitter miracle. Since this is an emerging field, there are people starting to talk about it, but there aren't a lot. And for John and I, we've been sourcing guests principally through Twitter and through the blogosphere. That's right. We're, we're looking for more. And um, if more people want to, to join the podcast, uh, please do reach out uh, to us on, on Twitter. Great. Well, today's guest is Jim Alexander, Managing Principal of Socially Mediated, a consultancy that helps organizations of really all sizes, small, medium, and large, create and build web marketing and new media projects. Uh, John, John, like many of our other guests, was introduced to Agile through the development side of the shop. And today we're hoping to spend some time with him talking about the differences and potential of Agile for marketing. Welcome to the show, Jim. Hey, thank you, Frank. Uh, and hello, John. Hi. I hope you're doing well today, Jim. I, I am. I am. It's, uh, it's a lovely day here in uh, Paradise, Treasure Island, Florida. <laughs> he could rub it in. It was eight degrees here in Boston when I when I woke up this morning. So yeah, it was only slightly warmer here by seventy or so degrees. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, why don't we jump in? This is a common question that we ask our guests when we kick off the show: Is can you share with our audience a little bit about how you got started with Agile? Sure, I'd be happy to do that. I um, I was fortunate enough to work with um, um, a very engaging group of uh, technologists uh, about ten years ago. Um, so I learned at the knee of some folks who were uh, who were um, creators, if you will, uh, of what we uh, what we think of as, as agile development. In particular, Mr. Michael Nygaard. I believe he's at michaelnygaard.com. Actually, give him a plug. Mike's an information architect and um, and was the guiding light in our company. Uh, for agile development, uh, so I, I was I was there as um, as the uh, the marketing arm, the sales and uh, administration arm of a small company, and and got to uh, got to see this in action uh, every day with our clients. Was there anything in particular when you got started with agile that you that really caught your eye? Well, uh, certainly initially with with our clientele, it was fairly obvious. I've I've been in technology. Um, related uh, fields for most of my professional life and and that being my first um, my first brush with with agile it was fairly clear that we had the ability to deliver greater value um, uh, in a much more uh, aggressive fashion for our clients than uh, than I had seen before that as a marketer uh, I didn't use agile at the time it didn't uh, it didn't really um, Touch me until a couple of years ago, when when I, like many, were exposed to uh, new media in the form of uh, social media tools and social marketing methods, uh, and it became fairly apparent fairly early on that that um, these new the the, the new media uh, allowed for the use of agile techniques uh, by customers who previously would would never have even considered it or been able to to even think that way. Do you think then that, Jim, um, the social media, uh, because of the way um, – the, the speed at which social media continues or, or develops, um, do you think that that creates yeah, a propensity for people to, to want to use Agile? I, I think in order for, for many companies, and at least certainly for the companies that I'm drawn to, 
uh, it's not only a propensity. I think it, it becomes almost a requirement uh, in order to be able to be successful using uh, the, the, these rapidly evolving tools and uh, technologies. Uh, I believe that firms have to have an agile mindset at a minimum uh, to be able to exploit the tools and make uh, and get the kind of return on investment that they you, they would reasonably expect out of any marketing uh, campaign. How does an organization with an agile mindset? How do marketers manifest themselves? I mean, what are some of the characteristics? Because I think you well, know, my hypothesis has always been that marketers maybe are we were all trained to be waterfall guys. I mean, I made my bones in marketing as a project manager and a product manager. How do people make yeah, that and, shift? And, and, yeah, the shift. I think uh, again for the for the clients that I'm dealing with, um, and, and I think I've I've used this term before. Uh, most of my customers are what I would call ultralights, uh, in, in that they, <clears throat> pardon me, many of them do not have formal marketing arms or organizations internally, um, may or may not even have a, a real plan, and they're quite unfamiliar with current technologies, current techniques. Though they're certainly bombarded uh, from all sides. Uh, with the uh, the need to uh, to adapt and to use them, so for for many of my clients, they are already imbued with with some some agility to begin with, just by their very nature. What they don't have is process or tools or a way to 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 put a um, a fence around what they're doing. Uh, many of them, at least again, the, the people I deal with. Um, don't have an architecture. They do not have a marketing architecture, and and that's what we're trying to uh, to uh, to provide them. So many of the clients that I deal with are not uh, they're not inflexible at the outset. They they live in an environment where they they are already, if you will, agile at least in that they uh, they're they're willing to try and test new things whenever they can. But they don't have the framework, the structure to be able to actually um, sit down and plan out in short burst what they're doing. Uh, put measurable goals ahead of it, and then be able to pull the information in that tells them what's happening in a near real-time basis. So, so I'm I'm dealing with people that are that are just not not there yet, but really have the have the have the the mindset um, to do so. So we're we're building architectures around agile methods. So is it more more about they have no marketing plans or no marketing planning infrastructure, or is it about the fact that they have a plan, but you're trying to move them towards something that's more agile. Yeah, it can be some of both, but but the bulk of the folks that I deal with do not have a formal marketing plan. Uh, many of them do set at least set down a budget uh, at the beginning of the year, um, but typically that's based on on history rather than on opportunity. Uh, we spent this much last year on print ads. We spent this much last year on trade shows. That type of approach. And very few of them have a formal marketing group or organization. It is typically the the owner of the business, the president of the business, um, and 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 one or two of their key people that uh, that really just sort of wing it throughout the year. So so in many ways, you're working a lot with uh, small businesses. And I remember before we started, you were saying that that was actually part of your business plan, which is to work with small businesses that that may not have that formal. Uh, marketing uh, training, but even if that's the case, is agile still a dirty word? Is it something that when they people hear it, is that something that they want to adopt, or is it something that um, oh hey that sounds like a great idea? I want to go faster. What's what what are the what's the reaction when you start using those terms? When I use the terms, people's eyes glaze over. I, I had made some mention recently to a friend that that I um, 
I can go a whole day now without saying scrum or sprint or stakeholder. I have learned to eschew the, uh, the terminology that we associate with agile methods uh, in order to be able to uh, gain, gain a little bit of mind share with my clients. It, again, in large part, it is the clientele that I've chosen to do business with. They, they don't care what it's called, um, and they prefer to be spoken to in the language that they already understand. And, I, and it's really not that difficult to do that. They, uh, when, on the one hand, I'm suggesting that, that they, by their very nature, are and have been agile in many aspects of their business. But to sit down and tell them we're going to do agile marketing, I sound, uh, to, this organ, to this group of people, I would sound like you know, the, the last guy who came through their office trying to sell them on the, some other type of smoke. Yeah, I think it's one thing to be agile in the sense that you're looking at what your top priorities are in terms of your business and, and knocking those off. But it's another thing to think strategically about how you do marketing. Um, so how do you how do you introduce that? In some ways, then, isn't, isn't it the case that... Um, that you're almost it's an easy time um, introducing the ideas around agile than you do introducing the ideas uh, around marketing with your clients absolutely it, it absolutely is and um, to the to the question of how do we introduce this literally we, we we introduce it one campaign or one project at a time and and that's that's part of my strategy going in I have a fairly I have a fairly Lengthy, I was about to say cumbersome, but I hope that's not what it is. Lengthy process that I go through with my clients up front to be able to get them to articulate the business, both both the value and and the fiscal aspects of it. Uh, I typically take them off site uh, to do that. Uh, we have a lot of lovely places to go <laughs> around here, so we'll go to a coffee shop, we'll go to the beach, we'll go to a park. Literally, we we spend we spend several um, sessions just talking about the business, so that I can get them drilled down to the point where we can actually start to build something that looks like a marketing plan, at least around one project or one campaign, and and that's that that becomes the foundation, and the architecture evolves out of that, so that when we leave. If we go away after the first project, they at least have the outlines of, an ar- of a marketing architecture that they can utilize going forward. So let's see if I understand this. So you'll spend, what, one, two, three days, one, two, three sessions, a couple of hours each? Yeah. Not a spec necessarily, but some working understanding of what their, what their needs are, I guess kind of a needs assessment. That's a, that's a, that's a good term for it, needs assessment. It, it's, uh, it's also a, a, how we qualify the customers sure. too. Well, I mean, you're selling services, and I don't know how what, how your business works, but it, many people in your situation end up having to do business on a fixed price basis. So, the, and we 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 find that exact same uh, situation. So the more often. the more you can do up front, the, the less risk there is on the backside. It was an interesting. And I also want to invest in the customer. I want I want them to see that we're investing in them. Uh, from the get-go. There was an interesting conversation we had a few shows back with a, a gentleman from an agency, and my, my assertion to him was that agencies, in the long run, the incentive for the agency is all around waterfall. That waterfall <laughs> for the agency is can be a huge benefit because it, it it's all about reducing their risk and covering their behind. It's interesting I, I would you, agree. It's interesting to hear that you've. it's pretty forward-thinking for you to actually go. and So you do these two or three sessions, What's the output of that? Well, it, it is it is usually at least a couple of pieces of paper. Um, okay. Uh, at, at a minimum, uh, where we where we where we were able to lay down 
my understanding because it's good to it's good for, I think for them to see, to get that feedback. So that's been my experience. My understanding of the value of their of their business, both you know in the community for the shareholders, the employees, and we we use that time to 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 pick out, if you will, what we're going to do or what we yeah. think we're going to do, uh, and what the, and what what the return the measurable returns are for the customer. Now, you know, coming out the back side of that, of course, since this is an agile um, effort here, um, you know, things change. And, and so I'm also spending a good deal of time working with my client to make sure that they understand that this is a, this is a big rinse and repeat process. Yeah. We are collapsing the horizons. The timelines are going to be shorter. We're going to be we're going to be very, very, very familiar with each other. But you're not writing a 20-page specification. No, 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 no. What, is, uh, what does it look like from a document standpoint? You mean as I mean, how's it organized? Yeah, I mean, what's the the, the it? Like, say you, you give you you meet with the client for two or three days, and then you on the fourth day you come to their office to meet with them again. And you bring them a what? A PowerPoint deck, a Word doc, uh, some scratched yeah, it's, out it's, notes. It's usually a Word doc. Oh, usually it, a Word doc. Yeah, or something similar to that. I, I again, I'm, 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 I'm trying not, not to um, overwhelm them with yeah. a lot of white space. So is um, it, you know, it, if we were building a product from scratch, you'd have your personas, you know, you'd have your use cases. Is this kind of analogous to that? It's analogous to it, but again, uh, um, my clientele wouldn't, or my clients would never understand the term. Sure, you'd never call it that, but you'd say yeah. you know, it but demonstrates. That's exactly what we're doing, and and the it, if you will, on almost all of these uh, documents, um, is is a how much and by when statement. I mean, we we have to tell them what we're doing. Are we building a web sure. presence? Are we, are we uh, you know, uh, doing marketing in these channels? All that, but the, but the it is always. A measurable deliverable of one type or another always and do these things have so say you you work on this initial bit of planning is there a horizon i'm going to use the word i'm going to use the vernacular is there a sprint you know, do you have a sprint period i mean it sounds like yeah, you don't use the vernacular with them which is yeah we don't use the vernacular but we ab- we absolutely do i mean we we, we call them meetings <laughs> and, i try to uh, to be honest i try to use, avoid the word we call them usually call them monthly planning meetings and yeah same yeah, thing. Yeah. And we don't. We try to. I try not, not to use the words because it can, can sometimes scare some people away. So and, and our our planning meetings are usually a little closer together up, up front. And again, it's the nature of the clientele. Many of the clients we walk into have had a web presence that's been static for two or three years. Yeah. Uh, they have no ability to maintain or manage the content. They are not engaged effectively in any of the uh, the more obvious um, new media platforms. Social channels. Yeah. Yeah, and and can't uh, and can't fathom um, some of the uh, emerging channels at all. And they, and they don't have they don't tiger have, blood, so they, they can't. They really don't have tiger blood. They don't have Adonis DNA. Exactly. So they don't have all that stuff going for them either. So but they are addicted to winning. They so. are. They, they they are winning. That's true. So let's say you you bring them in this word this short word doc, and then you, and you give them the it's going to cost X dollars, and it's going to be delivered on Y date with Z measurables, yep. right? How long is a typical, I'm going to use the word sprint. I know you're not calling it a sprint with them, but let's call it. How long does a typical sprint look like for these guys? Uh, initially, it's going to be about two weeks. Oh, wow. So it's pretty short. 
Yeah, very short to start out with, and they and they get a little longer as we get further into the project, depending on the the overall size. Yeah, I have to... and when you're working with them, uh, is it a back and forth? Are you during that two week period um, having more meetings and and progress reports, and is there input coming back from the client at that time as well? Often there is, John. Um, often there is. Again, it depends on obviously the nature of the engagement, but uh, but typically. Uh, there will be back and forth right up front in that first two-week period. And, and as things gel, there's less of that and there's more going away and doing things. But part of the, part of the challenge for us is um, w- while we are employing Agile methods, we're doing it with team members that don't know anything about Agile methods specifically. Yeah. So, so there's, um, there's an education component here, a ma- manipulation component, education component here uh, <laughs> to uh, – to, to bring the customer in, in line, to get them to start thinking this way. And, and, and the beauty is that normally it's, uh, normally it's not that hard. They, 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 most of them take to it. Now, some of them don't, and I think the some that don't, we usually qualify them out and don't do business with them. What's the we frequency don't. that you have these? Again, I'm not going to say scrums, but we're going to say update meetings, right? That's, <laughs> that's probably the vernacular you use, right? Hey, we're going to have our, we're going to have pretty regular update meetings. How frequently are you doing those? You mean within the two-week sprint? Yeah. Um, well, uh, we do a, a good deal over the phone. We set up um, yeah. environments where, where we can share, um, um, you know, in the cloud. Um, and we're doing um, sometimes as many as three or four a week for the for in the first couple of weeks. It's That's just great. a little bit of back and forth. I really want to stay engaged with the client and keep their head in the game. Uh, they have so many other pressing needs because this is not the marketing director, the creative director. This is the the person who has to order the inventory, stock the shelves, you know, yell at his kids and his wife who are his employees, yeah. um, you know, uh, all who does everything and, and the demands on their time, not to make them any more Herculean than anybody else's, but they, they are fairly significant. And, uh, and I am, at least up front, I could just be just another vendor because yeah. they've all had plenty of just another vendors. But also, uh, I would imagine it mitigates your risk with the frequent checkpoints and well, it does, and we've also taken to um, more and more here in the last year in particular, we've taken to to actually uh, getting compensated based on uh, participation and results. Uh, so we do have fixed price bids, but where, where the opportunity looks to be uh, significant or interesting enough, um, we quite often will enter put a participation piece into each one of these so that we're really becoming an extended part of their staff. Oh, that's pretty cool. I wanted to ask, is it the case that you're doing the work under the direction or as part of the team, or does the client come back and actually do some of it, make contributions at that point, and is and is part of the, the team, not, not just sort of the thinker and the director in that sense? Yeah, the, the short answer is yes to all of yeah. that. Um, the the better answer is the is 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 door number three. Um, what what we what we strive for is to is to be in a relationship where the where the customer is an integral part of not just a team member, not just um, sitting back scratching their head and you know espousing big thoughts. Um, and again, in, in large part because it these are smaller organizations, it really is their lifeblood. Um, so to the degree that we're able to to bring them fully into the fold and make them fully functional members of the team, um, we find our success goes up when we can do that. So a couple of questions for you, true or false. Yes, uh, I spoke at a, a local university a couple of weeks ago, and one of the students asked me this question, and I said, true or false, uh, 
Waterfall delivers better quality marketing. False. It was an interesting conversation because it was a room full of creative folks, people who are ultimately going to work in agencies. So there was this belief that if you if you spend more time on it, it actually will come out better. Well, again, I, I think maybe the, the the gating factor there is what, what their definition of a better project or success is. I, I think if I'm a creative person and I'm looking at my success, which is what I can do, not necessarily what the customer gets out of this, then perhaps waterfall is better because, you know, good creative people, if they have enough specs, if you nail everything down up front enough for them, they can deliver some pretty sharp stuff. And they're not challenged uh, as they are in an agile project. So I think the success for them may seem to be higher, but I don't think the project succeeds any better. In fact, I don't think it succeeds as well in most cases. Yeah. Well, isn't isn't that getting at the essence of the um, the marketing uh, or the business person's uh, dilemma with creative people, which is that you have to explain exactly what you want, and if you don't explain <laughs> it, then you don't get what you want. But I, I always I always think that the creative people, if they're really good. They'll go through a step process of actually determining what it is you exactly wanted, um, but but I think that it's actually better in the end if the marketer or the business person actually sits down and thinks about what they really want. But but then in some ways, isn't it the case? And maybe Agile helps with this process. It's an iterative process where you don't exactly know, and until you start exploring and you start testing, you don't know what you really want until you go through that process. Uh, I would agree. Uh, again, from from the, the part of the field that I play in, um, many of my clients have, have 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 lived and existed and suffered through uh, through through the waterfall approach year after year. Um, somebody comes in, <clears throat> marketer comes in, talks about the need for a new website. They ask them what they want. They do a fairly poor job of building the spec. The creative people build an awesome website based on their bias and uh, insufficient spec and and nobody and there's no iterative process here and then they deliver something that that doesn't meet the need that the client doesn't like and yet they're out you know twelve hundred fifteen hundred two thousand three thousand dollars i mean that's that's very typical here um so waterfall at least in the again at the end of the pool where i'm swimming is um is is typically much worse than uh than an iterative process iterative is much more uncomfortable for the consultants Great. But it's much more valuable for the customer. Great. Right. Well, Jim, uh, we're kind of bumping up against it for time. Uh, we, uh, again, like to thank you for coming on to the podcast today. One thing before we bolt, I just wanted to see if there's anything that you wanted to share with our audience. Anything I like to think of it as at the end of the talk show, give our guest a chance to plug something that they're working on. Is there? Will you be speaking soon? Have you been blogging or uh, working on it? Well, I, I am blogging at uh, sociallymediated.com. Um, and uh, speaking, um, well, I'm not speaking, but I am. I am working on a on a book with uh, with Dave Vandewally. Uh Dave is uh, uh, with a firm called Area Two Two Four. Great, great. Well, we look forward to it. We'll have to bring yeah. you back once the, the book uh, goes live. We've had some I'll, some authors. On, we've had some authors on the podcast in the past. Um, also, just as a reminder, if you're looking to read what John, my co-host, is writing about Agile Marketing, his blog is pr.typepad.com. Um, you can find, you can still find the Marketing Agility Podcast on iTunes. I know I put that up a while back and it seems to still be syncing and updating, so people are finding us there. And finally, um, John and I have been doing some blogging and you'll actually see some blogs pop out in the next few weeks, right, John? 
we've been absolutely we've been talking about it. Both of us are up to our ears in drafts, so we, we've got some new blogs coming out <laughs> on the agilemarketingblog.com. And again, on behalf of my co-host John Cast, I'm Frank Days, and thank you again. Uh, and with special thanks again to Jim Alexander, our guest, for joining us today, and have a great day.